hello. I'm Lori Alvarez, and I welcome you to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. This is where I will share my story, knowledge, wisdom, and the legacy in real estate, and my family, all boldly wrapped up in one with you. So let's get started. Hey, hey, we're live. Yes, we are live on IG and recording the podcast. Wait, first, who's here? We got Jason. Jason's in the house. Yes, you all can't see him. So that means you need to download the podcast, Real Estate with Soul, the podcast, and listen in on what he has to share about NHD. You already are confused. What the heck is an NHD? (laughs) Jason, that's what we have you for. What's an NHD? And tell us who you are and where you're from. All right, so everybody, my name is Jason Hellwell. I'm with Property ID. And the NHD in a real estate transaction is probably, it is actually the second most important part of an actual real estate transaction there is for a buyer and a seller. Um, Out of all the documents that you go through, about 70, 80 documents between your disclosures, your purchase contract, all the stuff that you have to get into escrow, there's two things that are actually legally required. One is the transfer disclosure statement and second of all is the natural hazard disclosure statement. It's since about 1978, um, the natural hazard disclosure has been added to the real estate purchase contract to help buyers and sellers and keep everybody out of litigation and to disclose. Out of all those 70 documents you have of your disclosures, they're super important because if you look at what came first, the chicken or the egg, the court case or the document, that's how great those disclosures are. Everybody wants to sign those disclosures and you want to be really happy to give those to your clients and your clients to receive them and sign them. They're huge important. Um, the natural hazard disclosure report is anything that can affect the water, the soil, the air, all the local disclosures that are in an area. No property is actually perfect. Every property in wait, every wait, area has some kind of again, issues. Jason. You mean there's no perfect property out there? No. (laughs) It'd be great if there was. (laughs) I think, let me me say this. Aim and I say that all the time to our buyers. We say that. We say, you know, we know you're looking for that perfect house and there is no 10. So where does this fall on that scale of zero to nine? Right. We say that all the time because there is no perfect property. And the reality is most people don't pay attention to the natural hazard aspect of the property. They're just looking at the cosmetics. Right. Um, And it's kind of sad. Yeah. Uh, The the NHD business actually industry is actually kind of crooked and it sounds horrible. (laughs) I know I hate to say it Yikes! uh, because there's, you know, 50 NHD companies out there. Um, they're not regulated, there's no licensing, but yet it's a requirement by law. Yeah. And that gets really sticky. Um, Property ID is a lot different than 99% of the companies out there in the the sense it takes us two to four hours to prepare an actual report. Yes. It's a lot different than five minutes. Oh. Um, Our report is also insured. Uh So, which is huge in, in, in coverage in the sense of if you're a real estate company, I have to give you a copy of my insurance and your name has to be on it. Yeah. If your name's not on it, then you as a real estate company is not insured. Yes. For a buyer and seller to buy a piece of property, that is huge. 
because they want to be disclosed everything they possibly can. As a real estate agent, you want to give your buyer as much information as you can so they can make a good decision on buying or selling a property. Yeah. Um, with the NHD report, because it has, it's supposed to have all the local disclosures in there, those are things that people are mostly concerned about. About 90% of the court cases have to do with non-disclosure. Yeah. And 90% of them have to do with the NHD and the transfer disclosure statement. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, there's a few companies out there right now that are kind of ambulance chasing. One of them is called McAllister Law. Okay. Tell and me what, what that doing, means, ambulance chasing. So what they're doing is they're, it's a, a, a law firm that's calling buyers who just closed escrow on a property. Okay. And they're asking them, how did your transaction go? Yeah. Can I see a copy of your transfer disclosure statement? Yeah. I want to make sure that everything was disclosed to you to make sure that you got a good, you know, you were disclosed on your property. And they're finding when a seller completes the transfer disclosure statement, they just put no, 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 no right. on everything. That means yes. the property's perfect. Yes. Easy lawsuit for these guys. Yes. So with a good real estate agent, it's very huge. People are not taken advantage of a really good real estate agent and realize the responsibility and the experience that a good real estate agent has to their seller and to their buyer Yes, and not to go without a good real estate agent. Let me stop there right there. Cause I think this is important. I remember a while back, Jason, you and I have been working together for how many years now? A uh, long time. Yeah. It's many been years. a long time. And I remember back in my previous brokerage, I'm not going to name brokerages, but in my and in my previous brokerage, right, a newer agent, great agent, made the mistake of excluding a natural hazard report and then further decided against the broker's high recommendations, required recommendations to get that ordered and pay for it since the seller was misinformed by the agent. That agent then said, no, he wasn't going to do it. And he got fired from our brokerage. That's how important that report is, right? An agent, yeah. like you said, your agent is who leads this transaction and sellers and buyers require, rely on their agent to give them the right information. And so, not hide information. Oh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want there's to hide some, information. That's for darn sure. No, so, there's some agents out there. Oh, gosh, that's scary. Like the ambulance chasers that you said, right? So so let me ask you this, Jason. Um, with the natural hazard report, what I referred to earlier as the NHD report, what specifically does it have on it in general? Well, in general, it's anything that's could be a local disclosure. Um, I'll give you the, anything that could be a local issue. Mm -hmm. And every city has a list of local disclosures that are supposed to be disclosed to a buyer. Correct. Um, I'll give you an instance for a court case that happened uh, a few years back that it's kind of interesting. There was a property in Ontario, uh, it closed escrow. Yes. The buyer had bought a property over there off the 60 freeway right past Archibald, and it's right by a sewage cleaning facility. Mm -hmm. Well, they bought closed escrow on Friday. By the end of the weekend, they wanted to move and get out of escrow because they weren't disclosed that they lived by a sewage cleaning facility. And when the wind blows, they smell a nasty smell. Mm. Um, and this is something that's supposed to be in the natural hazard disclosure report. 
And in this case, it wasn't. They used one of the other companies that kind of whip out a quick report, wasn't disclosed. So it ended up going to court. The, the buyer sued and won. Wow. Um, and it's kind of sad. It was $160,000. And I think another 150000 in court fees, costs, and expenses. Yeah. So this is the stuff that's supposed to be disclosed. And that's what's the stuff that's supposed to be in a natural hazard disclosure report, even sound. Sure. Wow, that's kind of interesting, even sound. So I remember back in the day when I first started in the business, this was before sister, uh, my buyer's agent, Amy, right? Uh, back in the day, I had these uh, two particular clients that were engineers. I had maybe been in the business for a year. And um, they were some type of engineer that had to do with the ground. And uh, when they got your natural hazard report, they were like, oh, this report is the most amazing thing. <laughs> and when I get your report, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Someone else knows something about that. <laughs> These buyers understood the details because of their profession. They were very qualified and they were super excited about on um, like the charcoal in the ground or something that just really stood out to them and uh, how much was in the ground. It was just really very interesting how much they understood about these reports that were provided to them. I think the most interesting thing I found, Jason, on it, besides that you can find property taxes, which I don't think most people can find, like all the property tax information is there, right? Right. I mean, a breakdown of your bill and who you need to contact and who I always went to that. That was like when I first started, that was like my thing. Okay, here's your breakdown of your bill. <laughs> and hand it to them along with, and it'll show if there's a supplemental tax bill they're going to have to pay later, Yes. any kind of special assessments. And it's yes. really broken down real nice. People yeah, should it, they need to use it. I do have to say your company does a fantastic job on the way they present the report because I did a little research prior to this conversation with you because I wanted to seem like I'm a super informed agent here, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, like, the only thing that's important is the first page, the signature page of all parties signing. But the additional 30 to 40 pages, right? It's about 30 to 40 pages, your report. That's the supporting information to those yes, no boxes on the first page that you signed that you received. Is that correct? Right. So um, one thing I found interesting here in San Dimas, this again was 12 years ago when I sold real estate in the beginning before um, our first, my first crash, is that San Dimas has a protected frog. I didn't know that. Yeah. One of my clients was buying a house near where these protected frogs were. That's in your report, Correct. Yes, and that's a huge thing you brought up because uh, it, it brings something what they call anything could affect the value and the desirability of a property could affect the value of the property extremely. Yeah. yeah. That frog, we also have a, a lizard that's out in like Palm Springs. Oh, uh, there was a big nice. developer who bought a big piece of land in Palm Springs, wanted to build a big development there and found out that that lizard is protected. You can't build there. Oh my goodness. Wow. So that's the stuff, this little frog or lizard, or even an owl. Um, you want to build a pool in your yard, but you have that protected frog. You may not be able to build a pool in your yard. 
Oh my goodness. Or if it's in high liquefaction or Well, I want to go back to that. What you just said, Jason, no, I want to go back to that. I mean, here's the deal. So many of you buy a house and you buy a house with a really big backyard and you're like, oh, I can't wait. And we as your realtors say, okay, just make sure you call 1-800-DIG first. But Jason just said there could be a frog in your backyard that could allow you to not put a pool in your backyard, to not. I don't know. I learned something new today already. Yeah. I I didn't like to me the frog was just cool because it just meant she was going to have great little visitors and friends. <laughs> I didn't even know about the fact that it could stop you from moving forward with a plan for that piece of property. So uh, we just have we have another thing that's a new concern. Well, it's not new. We've been putting this in the natural hazard report for a long time now, and it has to be. I'm going to talk about the Assembly Bill 38 about fire safety. Um, it's, a dis- it's a fire disclosure that has already been included in the, in the NHD report, as I said, and it talks about the property was in a high fire area or a very high fire area and it with one to four units. If you've closed on or after January 1st, 2021, and if the house was built before January 1st, 2010, you must disclose the features of the property that make the home vulnerable to wildfire and flying embers, which it's called AB 38. And it was created and it should be part of the TDS by law. And it, anywhere around the property, if there's any kind of uh, things that the seller is gonna be responsible to clean up and have a, you know, a 10 foot or a 15 foot span around the house where it could be cleaned of any kind of brush or anything that could be uh, flammable. And now they're gonna have to disclose that. Wow. So here's the thing that I always find interesting is those little boxes, again, on that one page that everyone has to sign that makes this transaction um, considered to be complete, right? Is they say, yes, you're in a high fire area or no, you're not, or yes, you're in a, a high flood area or no, you're not. Those have a direct impact on what your insurance rates can be as well, right, Jason? Yeah, that huge. Yes. If it's in a high fire zone or very high, right. your insurance could be higher. So right. right away, you need to contact your your new insurance company to get a good quote yeah. and make sure they check to make sure. But with the report, you'll be able to get a head start on it before you even get into escrow. Yeah. Because I know, for example, we're selling one right now. Your, your NHD report is on this transaction and it's in Wrightwood. And I know one of the benefits to selling this property is that a lot of Wrightwood is in high flood zone and this house isn't. So that would help to keep their insurance fees down. And of course, besides that, just keep them protected. How does that change? How does that zone potentially get changed on a report after an owner buys a house as it, and then something changes. How does that happen? Um, there's two kinds of zonings. Um, it's either in a zone or the insurance company like to see it as a, uh, like an area. Mm-hmm. They look at it two different ways. If you're in an area of high fire or if you're in a zone of high fire, it could be read two different ways, but it means the same thing. Sure. And it could really affect definitely the price of the home uh, for what you're gonna pay for insurance. You just have to be really, you have to do your due diligence right away in the head to make sure 
that if you're in a high fire zone, you get ahead of it and find and make sure what your costs are going to be. Sure, sure. I appreciate that because I have another client who's buying in Tehachapi right now, and I know her insurance is going to be high, high, high. And I know that natural hazard report is going to um, have a huge impact on it as well. Um, I'd like to go back to the fact that you said there are so many companies out there that generate the state required, state mandated report, and yet there's no real regulations around that. How do you know you've got a reputable company when choosing a natural hazard report? Um, the best way is to make sure you get look at the report, and you'll see in the um, limits of liability in the back of the report. It, that is the huge page. Right away, you go to the back of the report to make sure that the company updates their information, they verify the information, and they take responsibility for the information. Um, Anybody can email me anytime, any report that they get, and I can look at the limits of liability and find out what they'll actually cover and what they don't cover. So I would love to help anybody with that. And it's huge because in their limits of liability, it will say that we're not responsible. It's for the agent to verify the local disclosures, the buyer to go out and check out all these information for themselves. They don't actually take responsibility. They just whip out the report in five minutes, hand it to you because it's a law required document but it's not regulated, so they're not putting the right, correct information and all the local disclosures. Those local disclosures actually cost money for each one of them, and there could be 20 or 30 of them. So with Property ID, it takes us sometimes four hours to get the report because we're paying for all those little extra little disclosures. Um, and the other companies, they don't. They zip right through the report and make you as an agent or the buyer responsible on your own to verify all these things you would never, there's no way for you to even find out. Um, it's huge. I'd like to go back to the word local disclosures, right? Because what Lori just heard as a realtor is we're, we're responsible for that. Right. So what specifically do you mean when it comes to local disclosures? And, and are you generating, I thought I heard you just say, so that I'm clear, you guys' report is generating those local disclosures that of what you're aware of at that time. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. So and, we generate all those local disclosures for each property is done by a legal description, a lot, a zone, uh, done for that particular property. So uh, we disclose everything that could be, that's supposed to be disclosed for that city or that county. Yeah. So it'll yes. be in the report. So the agent and the buyer both have comfort. They're comfortable. They don't have to verify it themselves. They don't have to. And also, uh, it's, you'll see it all in there. Excellent. Excellent. What, be, what would be a good example of a local disclosure? Uh, gosh, gas wells, the, uh, the, the underground gas lines that bursted there, all that stuff's local disclosure. And in fact, the water. Sure. have a huge issue with like Carson. Okay. Carson, from down the 710 freeway, there's some issues with black water. And what's happening is some of the oil fields down there in Long Beach are leaking uh, oil into the water table. Oh, so when you boy. turn your water on, it's a little gray. Yeah. And that's a local disclosure. That should be disclosed if you're buying a home and you turn your faucet on, it's going to be gray. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's scary. huge, yeah. important stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got another one that was kind of interesting up in um, San Francisco mm -hmm. about sound. Um, if, you, if somebody was buying a home over by the ocean and they hear that horn advisory going off all the time, 
oh. um, all night long. And nobody told him about it. So that's a disclosure. You want to disclose anything you can hear, see, smell. As a buyer, you want to know that. Yeah. As an agent also, um, since if they can ask those questions um, and be a huge part of the buyer buying the home, you know, next door neighbor having parties or, you know, anything, yeah. Yeah. you want to disclose anything you possibly can. Yeah. I had a one time when I was back, okay, gosh, I aged myself so much 12 years ago <laughs> or so, selling one of those houses that was right next to the metro. And I remember it was in Laverne and I was sitting at the table with the sellers and I said to them, hey, by the way, is there any on the transfer disclosure statement we're referring here? I said, hey, by the way, is there any unusual noises, yada, yada. And as I said this, the metro went flying by and the house shook, seriously, that dramatically, because wow. like I was sitting there and I jumped and they looked at me and they're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, well, I'm going to say that train going by is probably one. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're totally used to that, Lori. You just get used to that. Well, well, we need to disclose that because people aren't used to it in the beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love the beautiful sound of the metro going by every hour. <laughs> it scared the heck out of me. I was like, oh, my goodness. I was so thankful it went by in that moment. But would that be something that would also be included in the natural hazard report if there's a local train by? No. Oh, That's interesting. Huge. And the reason why a train or a, uh, now airports are, mm -hmm. and airports will show, but a train doesn't have a legal description or an address. And only if there was an actual emergency, like if the train uh, derailed or something and there was chemicals that went into the ground, there was anything that's been reported to the EPA is what's inside the natural hazard disclosure report. Oh, interesting. So that's huge. Um, anything that's been reported like an accident, natural accident or an accident that could affect the water, the soil or the air is reported. Yes. So anything that you hear like that as an agent or a seller, they need to disclose especially like a train. Oh yeah. 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 I had one or airplanes in the air. Yes. I had another client. They'd been living in their house for 26 years or so in, um, Covina. This is Covina, California. And I asked, I had asked him that same question, you know, what noises, nuisances, so on and so forth. Have you heard in your area while living here? And boy, did he, he put, well, we hear the train and we hear the bells for the train come down and we hear an airplane that goes over every once in a while and the dog, the two houses down, we hear, he covered it all. There was no way he was getting sued. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was good with it. I was like, yeah, give it all because if you don't guess who will. Right. The neighbor, mm -hmm. the neighbor always will. They'll come out and say like, well, they didn't tell you this, this, and this. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Especially those neighborhood apps. Yeah. Oh, oh yes. my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. My husband says that all the time. Like, oh babe, did you know that this happened? Someone's Cadillac converter got stolen at so-and-so address. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So um, Jason, what else is super important when it comes to to 
And let's just recap again what a natural hazard report is. For a buyer and seller, what are the things they most need to be aware of so that they're making the right decision? Now, in the report, it'll show definitely about the taxes, any kind of Melarus, special assessment, and those HERO programs. Some of those HERO programs were recorded a while back. They weren't a lien on the title. They actually were a lien in the property taxes. It kind of got hidden in there. Yes. So in the report, it'll show if there's a special assessment on the property taxes and how much it is, and it breaks it down if there's like a HERO program on there. Yes. You'll be able to determine to make sure that seller pays that off at the closing so you're not, you don't, if you're going to take responsibility, you're going to have to know how much your extra taxes are going to be. Yes. Um, and also, if you're in a flood zone, it's um, if you ever have questions about being in a flood zone, with us, we work, we work directly with the EPA. And with the EPA, I'm able to get any kind of maps, amendments, and addendums right away to help buyers and sellers see where the flood zones are. Some of the flood maps are really old. They yes. all have all the updated information, um, kind of like in Fontana. Um, well, some of those areas are in a flood zone, but mm-hmm. I have the updated maps that show that the property, they've now built storm drains, uh, gutters, curbs, and the water now is directed in different directions, which I'll be able to give to the buyer's lender to maybe waive the requirement of flood insurance. Oh, excellent. Um, especially if my report says it doesn't, but the lender says it does. Yes, excellent. I've uh, got some water things. Any kind of cases that have been opened with the EPA, it'll show that a case has been open and a case has either been closed or still open. And I'll be able to get that information to the buyers so they can do their due diligence and see if it's something that they have to worry about. Yeah. Um, that could affect them. So what I hear then is that we need to make sure, one, we get the most qualified report out there right? You want to make sure we get the most, um, the most qualified report, thorough report that is protected, uh, which would be your company's report would obviously be one. That's why we choose to be in business with you. And then the other thing is that it's most accurate and within a time frame of what, what would you say? Like 30 days of the purchase and sell or is there a real i mean is there a real uh, no because if you were today open escrow and or or you wanted to read the report and you had a listing and you, you put it part of your uh the mls yes so the buyers can look at their due diligence ahead of time and see the nhd report sure but you don't close escrow for six months yeah i could go ahead and do an update oh, and get that new report to the buyer and seller or yes. At the time you gave them the disclosure, that's that's kind of the, that that's it. Yes. Yeah. So they're basically seeing that and they can sign off on it. At least yeah. they know what it is before they even got into the contract. Yeah. So you would want to then be sure you had the most current report during See if that anything time. New right pops up. Close. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. So let me, and I can go ahead and update it. That's not a problem. That makes sense. And then a buyer and seller can then feel protected with regards to this report. It is a state mandated, right? State, is that correct? It's a state mandated yeah. report? Yes. Yes. And uh, generally, the seller pays for it. Generally. How much is this right. report? $99. $99. 
I'm yeah. just saying, you need to do it. So <laughs> worth it. It's pretty amazing because as an agent or a seller, um, if you were ever sued by for non-disclosure, it wouldn't cost you anything. Yes. We have all of our attorneys on staff. We Since we work directly with the EPA and all the government agencies, we make sure this stuff is in there. Yes. Everything that needs to be disclosed. So we definitely stand behind our report, in our reports, in our limits of liability. And we kind of explain that. Yes. Um, that we would come in, handle the case, show any issues that maybe people might or questions they might have. Um, it would never actually never lost a lawsuit in almost 50 years. Excellent. Not Excellent. that we're in a lot of lawsuits, but right. You know, right. things come up uh, that people have questions about, but it's been disclosed. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Like, this has been great information, Jason. I mean, I know I've learned so much more, haven't you, sister? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we've definitely been informed to help our clients better service our clients. And I have a greater understanding of the NHD report, which is most importantly, a required report. And I actually find it very interesting to read it. So I do check it out. And I like to look at your little maps because I think they're really easy to see uh, in there, you know, where you can see the flood. I like it in color. I don't like the black and white version. So I love when you email us a color PDF of it and it has like, oh, this is the flood zone and this is the high fire zone. I find that very interesting. And on those maps, if you, if a buyer or seller has a question about any kind of flood zones, fire zones, earthquake zones, I, we go directly to, to the, the source and get an actual map. It takes me about two days that I, can, I will get maps that will show this side of the street might shake more than that side of the street. Mm. It actually, it's a real map certified by that entity. Yes. So if you have a buyer or seller ever has a question, um, I put those in there. I, I would give those to them. And about maps is really important um, because some of the other NHD companies put maps in their report. But those maps are generated and not updated. Mm. And on the bottom of those maps, it says it's for public record, but not for disclosure purposes. And they don't stand behind those maps. Oh. An actual map that we do, we actually have to get it from the EPA, uh-huh. depending on where it is, whatever yes. entity you're questioning. And it's actually a certified map of that day from that entity. Yes. And yeah. we, so it's kind of important uh, when you see those. Uh, that's some of the other ways some of the other NHD companies are not being responsible for their reports and getting out of responsibility. Wow. Gosh, that's so interesting. I would just think all NHDs are the same. And as we see, they aren't because Jason, you're awesome. Tell us something fun and cool about you. What do you love to do, Jason, when you're not doing NHD junk? (laughs) (laughs) It's not junk. It's not junk. (laughs) It's a required report. I have a, th- a place down at the beach and a place in the mountains. Oh, which, I which, love which beach? Long Beach. Long Beach, beautiful. And where in the mountains? Big Bear. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. And I could be in both of those places I, every weekend. That makes great sense, considering you like the natural hazards of the world. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jason, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you? Oh, uh, connect with me. They call me on my cell phone or connect me with at property ID at jhellowell uh-huh. at propertyid.com. Uh-huh. Or my phone number is 
5881. Mm. And call me anytime, um, buyers, sellers, and I can have my geographers, geologists, one of my company attorneys um, is on staff so at any time to answer any questions and help buyers and sellers be comfortable with the properties they're buying and selling and yes. um, everything move nice and smoothly. Yeah. And I can affirm that because we just recently reached out to you for something on one of our reports. And I know you went to bat, you got all the details on it and you worked it out so that all parties felt comfortable in the transaction to proceed to close with um, this like extra fire hazard thing you just talked about earlier. Uh, that's really very interesting too, how that's going to turn out. I found that to be like, wow, well, our office is adding this to it. And so Jason has to do this too. Yeah. It's I'll a team to effort, together, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a team effort. Jason, thank you so much again for being on. We appreciate you. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. I'm Lori Alvarez, and you've been listening to Real Estate with Soul, the podcast. You can follow me and check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and LoriAlvarez.net. And if you haven't clicked on that subscribe button, hit it now and let's boldly do life together.